Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment here on a Victory Monday. It's been a fun show so far, but nothing quite as enjoyable here on the Steelers Blitz is when we reunite the Migos. Mama! One third of the Migos, of course, is Chris Carter. Locked on Steelers podcast, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Our friend, your friend, the hardest working man in the Pittsburgh sports media, CC. What's up, cousin? What's up, fellas? It's a happy, it's a happy victory Monday for Steeler Nation out there. Hey. Let's also point out, y'all, that Kenny Pickett is one and zero versus Tom Brady. I don't know, I don't know. If, you know, everyone calls that guy to go, but he is winless now in Acrisure Stadium. Kenny Pickett is undefeated. I. I just have to say, Kenny Black. There it is. There it is. All right, can we go here? Can we go here now, though? There it is. I'm just saying. <laughs> Carter had to get his 13 to nine joke tweets out, and Kenny and Kenny got hurt the next time he came out onto the field. I'm just if you oh, want to point fingers, if you want to point, if you want to point fingers, I'm just saying. I, I heard I'm some, just de- saying, some death threats were sent. Out. I'm just, I just saying. Hey, hey, be careful, man. I'm just saying. We, we don't need Chris having that in his life right now, man. <laughs> Yeah, it had nothing to do with me. Listen, 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 listen. It had nothing to do with me. I think it, it had something to do with y'all West Virginia folk that was in attendance. Hunter Homestead was also there, and y'all was cursing the thirteen nine, and then y'all and then y'all brought the bad juju to Kenny. So I say, mm-hmm, as the mm-hmm. chaplain of Kenny Nation, I, that mm. this man is in rebuke. I t- I texted you right like. Two plays before, it was like, all right, I was like, the Steelers aren't going to score. They just got the ball at the 12-yard oh, line. They're not going to score here. They're going to kick a field goal, and I'm going to get a tweet or a text from Carter. So I actually, like, two plays before that, just texted him and said, I'm in before you make your 13-9 to joke. Oh, <laughs> you were ahead of the sky. See, yes, and, 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 and he still made the joke. But, Chris. Funny thing was, I didn't see the text. I just peeked. Oh, well. <laughs> It's like he we said you gonna get this text anyway. It's I like even we care. it's like we have it's like we have ESPN or something. The two of us, I tell you, Chris. You know, as the chaplain of of Kenny Nation, let's uh, let's go maybe same church, different pew. You know, your your neighbor church, your sister church, as as they like to call that, right? Uh, Trubisky Nation, let's ride. Uh, Mozi, you know, we, we were just talking about it's no, 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 no. for him to for no, him no, to no. stay. Well, no, just hold on. He he, not long term, but I'm just saying. And what we saw there transpire yesterday. 
you got to give Mitch some props for you know for what transpired. Um, it would have been very easy, I think, for him to to, to check out on this season. And instead, he did the opposite, and he was able to stay locked in. He was able to come in in a tight one-score game, navigate the Steelers to victory, and in turn, you know, save their season or at least keep it on life support. Here, uh, number ten, I think, deserves a, a nice tip of the cap from from Stellar Nation here on this Monday. Sir, it was trademarked before the season that it's not Trubisky Nation, it's the Trubisky Train, which is all aboard the Trubisky Train. Why you did you hear that? Did you hear that? Why did you sound like you were just members of both right there? Like you was two just no, it's it's Trubisky Train. I know this, and it goes toot toot. Like, dang man, you got all this inside information. Like, what's going on over there, man? Are you are you a house divided? What's happening over there, man? Listen, this is this is this is called hedging your bet. Here's the wonderful thing about this, guys, that people are taking this way out of context for. Everyone's talking about, okay, Kenny, I'm with Kenny, I'm with Mitch. How about you just you support both? No, no, uh-uh. We can't support both. Chris, we can't support both. Nope, because that, you, you know, nope, you know why? Because that was not the energy when it was Mr. Biscay as a starting quarterback. It was we're gonna boo Mitch because we want Kenny. So you, it, it was already that divide. I know you did. Well, not you. I mean, not you're you. a professional. Yeah, I don't speak on you specifically, but we know the fan base. They put that line in the sand. They planted their flag and let everybody know that hey, we're not supporting this quarterback. It is no longer we cheer for all of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It became we cheer for the Steelers that we want to cheer for. So now that the roles are reversed, and Mitch came in and gave us. That mode of, hey, even when you don't want to cheer for him because we're not going to act like they weren't ready to boo him after that Deontay Johnson throw. It's like, nah, he made them cheer for him. He won the crowd yesterday. So I don't want to hear any of that, hey, man, we could cheer for both of these guys. Uh-uh, that ain't how it works. Well, listen, pick a side, pick well, a listen, side. Maybe you, should, maybe, you, maybe you should go talk to yes, okay. Maybe you should go talk to the fans that did that. But I ain't one of them. What I'm saying I'm say, is so, what I maintain. Hey, hey. I could show a whole what? 72? 68? 68 4. 68 4? Yeah, something like that. So, so it was, you, you, so it was what? 608? No, no, no. 679.999. Since you was the one that was not booing him, then, all right? Well, I, I or, can't. Or, or, or what? Right, I'm so, in the so, broadcast so, booth. I can't make but any noise. But you don't count for the attendance, be... though. You don't count for the attendance. I do not count for the attendance. Yeah, so that's what no. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So he's probably like uh, the, the small minority. Super small minority. <laughs> that's all I'm saying, man. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is listen, listen. The chaplain of Kenny Nation is trying to lead Kenny the Bless. congregation. To, Kenny Bless. We're trying to lead the congregation to the path of righteousness, to the path of honor, of respectability. And what I was saying, nope. even when this was messing up, that when when people were getting on him, and I'm like, listen, it's okay to criticize him and say, dang it, I wish you did better. But this man has ha- handled this even before he came in and helped them win that game on Sunday. He has handled this professionally. Mm-hmm. He has taken all sorts of slander. He has gone in there and fought for this team. He's taken hits. He's, he's made tough decisions. He's and had he's to walk right there as a team captain, too. Absolutely. He's a team captain. And he was a team captain even while we're out on the bench. Yep. And he didn't – he never – and when Kenny Pickett got blasted when he, you know, in the Jets game, when Trubisky was benched, the first person to pick him up was who? Mr. Trubisky. Mm-hmm. That guy has handled it like a professional. And this is why – and I, I get what you're saying, most that people who – booed Mitch don't get to pretend like they're that they're fans of him now but I'm saying no in all sense they can be though I was joking with that <laughs> they really can be oh, okay. yeah, yeah they can be I just want to make a point that hey man let's not act like that was not happening on the front end but no they definitely can't right. you know let bygones be bygones we do need cheer 
I, I get that, but even beyond that, it's like, like we have to remember that athletes are people, man. Like even when they're bad, like, even Linus Sweet, he was a he's a person. Like he may be one of the he may be the worst second round draft drafted receiver in Steelers history. But at the end of the day, I would not like you like I would not walk up to that man. Even when even when I was a fan, like a fan, when he did that, I was in college. I would not have walked up to him and said, "Hey, you suck," or like get in his face and make his life miserable. You know why? Because he's a human being, just like Mr. Bisky is, just like Kenny Pickett is. And so what I say is, you may think that a quarterback is better, and that it's fine, and you're allowed to to, to say, "Hey, I think Kenny Pickett or Mr. Bisky should be starting," but to be actively rooting for, for them to look bad, to be booing them, to say, like, I hate you as a first, those, that is when this gets way too far. And that's when the, the, the fan turns into fanatic, and the fanatic is dangerous. And so that's what I want to say because people, we do know people take things way too, way too personally in sports a lot of time, and at least the bad things. And I'm not saying that it's there right now, but it is unhealthy the way that two sides have been pitted against each other in this situation. Man, shout out to you for eloquently putting that the way that you did right there, eloquently. man. I love that. And, uh, and, and and that is important to talk about it and break it down in that way. But I did want to switch it up to just a little bit more lighter of a tone. <laughs> what about what about Mr. Chase Claypool, man? Can, oh, can we, ta- Chase, can, can we talk that, about Chase that, as well, that, man? While, while we going down this road of throwing them flowers out, let's throw some flowers his way too, man. What was your thoughts let's, on let's, his let's, performance, let's, man? Absolutely. Let's absolutely most because Chase is you know, Chase is, Chase took a lot of heat last year because he came in he was Maple Tron he had a really good first season and then last year he struggled to get to, to be a complete receiver to show progress he had the point you know moment in the Vikings game that everyone clowned him for and everyone said this kid's an immature diva and all this other stuff and all he's responded with is working on his game and working in an offense that wasn't fluid and in a big game when they needed to snap a losing streak. He made some huge plays. He wasn't just making tough catches. He was making tough catches and getting yards after the catch. Uh, a lot of people said, oh, all he does is fall down after the catch. Well, he wasn't doing that in this game. He was making plays. He was fighting. And you got to give him credit. If you're one of the people that booed him, it's, it's the situa- same situation with Mitch. If you hated on Mitch when he was doing bad, you better be. If you want to be a real person, if you want to be accountable for yourself, mm-hmm. you got to give him credit where credit is due. And he earned that credit in this game. And you know, for, for all the time about being a top three wide receiver in the NFL and wanting to be a top three wide receiver, that's a game that top three wide receivers come through. Because yeah, without facts. him, they probably yes. don't win that game. Facts. No doubt. Uh, absolutely. That, that was great to see. There's a lot of people, I think, in that kind of – because he was on the trade block, cut Redemption block. arc. <laughs> yeah. Sam on every Everybody. type of everything last week, man. Yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean, Trubisky, Claypool, Devin Bush, Edmonds, a, a lot of guys that, that deserve their props for uh, for standing in the face of adversity, putting in a good performance there as well. Uh, Chris, for you, man, I tell you what. There's, there's just, there is, there's a lot to sink your teeth into. But let's let's go defensive side of the football here as well too. To be able to hold that team to to 18 points, uh, I think was yep. fantastic. Uh, the secondary was was able to to hold their own, to do more than hold their own. I thought Miles Jack and Devin Bush and Robert Spillane all did well. Larry Ogunjobi finally had that type Larry of o. that performance that that we all knew that he could have. Alex Highsmith with a couple big plays out there as well too. It maybe wasn't just the absolutely dominating defense that we saw week one in Cincinnati that we you know were optimistic that could could play out throughout the course of the regular season, particularly before the T.J. Watt injury, but that's what kind of this team was built upon to be, right, Chris? To have a defense that could lead the way, an offense that could do enough and, and secure victory late in games. That 
felt like kind of once again we were seeing the blueprint of what the Steelers thought they would be this season with positive contributions on special teams as well. I, I, I like the word you used, dominant, there, because they weren't dominant in this game, but they were aggressive. And But here's the thing. You know why they weren't dominant in this game, guys? Because they didn't have half their defense. Right. You're missing three cornerbacks. You're superstar safety. You're superstar edge rusher. And that was coming along. Guys are playing hurt. Cam's obviously hurt. You know, you know linebacker Miles Jack was obviously hurt. You know, there were guys, there's guys playing through it, and you're still fighting and scrapping, but they got to be aggressive again. And I mentioned this for weeks and weeks and weeks on this show, on my show, Locked on Steelers, everywhere, that the fact that they were having to go back out week after week and play 80, 100, 90 snaps a game was killing this defense in the way that they needed to play football. They needed to be rested. They needed to keep fresh. They needed to come in and not just be physically rested, but mentally rested and saying, hey, we're not just being thrown out there in a tornado every single game. And if you look at the time of possession, this game, they only lost it by two seconds. They were able to they were able to manage it, but it, against the Bills, and I think that I think this is all tied together, and this kind of supports my theory that I proposed with the end of the Patriots game. You know, the, the defense was aggressive for most of the Bengals game, but they played a hundred snaps. You can't function that way. That's mm-hmm. just not gonna. You're going to get tired physically and mentally. Most you can attest to, like you know how attrition does work oh, absolutely. On, on a on a defense over time. But you saw in the Patriots game, they started out that way, but in the second half, you saw them get less aggressive and less aggressive because. They're hesitating. They're tired. They're, 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 they're exhausted. And it happens to any defense. You keep putting them out there. It happened, against the, it happened against the Browns, and it happened less against the Jets. But then we saw, even in the loss of the Bills, the Steelers won the time of possession in that game, and it, I think it legitimately gave the defense a, a chance to catch their breath this week because they weren't as beat up. They weren't as tired. And they got to go into this game not being as tired. And in this game, they weren't out on the field so long because even – even in, in the drive that didn't get, you know, a touchdown, Kenny Pickett, there was, there was a six-minute drive for a field goal. That's, that's huge. It buys you time. They only had, I think, what, three or four, three and outs in this mm-hmm. game? They averaged with the ball two minutes and 59 seconds. If, they, if you can maintain that average, uh, you know, of, of a drive, you know, throughout a season, that would currently be eighth best in the NFL, tied with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers going into this weekend. If you can do that, I think that this defense, especially when they get their playmakers back, can get back to being dominant because we can, we've seen they can be aggressive without being dominant. They can be attentive to the details without being dominant. You give them their playmakers back, then they will be dominant. But you've got to keep them up. You've got to keep the efficiency up on offense. You don't need 30 points, but get them 20 points. Get them 24 points and keep them from having to be out there for 80 to 100 snaps. You do that consistently, this team will be back in, in, into the AFC playoff race. No, 100%. And – keep having big returns like Uh Steven Sims was doing out there as well. Man, let's talk about him as well, man. The dude was giving us that that energy we needed, man. It felt good to see not just possession of the ball, but explosive field flipping returns. Yeah, yeah. It it, it, it felt good to see that. Uh, Because it it wasn't just possession, like you said. It's not just the return itself. He made the first guy miss. Mm -hmm. It's like... You saw when when even when they had a beat on him, that was stuff that B used to do. That's stuff that Deontay Johnson did when he was a return man. The first guy who had a beat on him, he was going to take a step. Whoop! You're, you're, I'm making you miss. And now, if there's not three other guys on top of me, I've got a lane. I've got a chance to to take a crease and make a big play. So, you know, I look at that and I said, you know what? This is uh, you know, this is the chance, you know, for Steven Sims to to continue to shine. That on, on the on the return that he had, that almost went for a touchdown. 
you know, when he took it out of the end zone, I'm sitting there saying, why did you do that? <laughs> and, and, then, and then, like, he gets to the 50, and I'm like, oh. That's one of those, no, don't do it, no, don't do it, no, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, do it's it, like, oh, yeah. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Hold on to that ball at the end, but keep going. Yes. Exactly. So it's, it, 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 he, he has earned a lot of respect for that, and I think that he's shown that, hey, he needs to be the guy moving forward. Um, but certainly that, Boswell for making the, the 55-yard yeah. field goal that doinked off the middle, mm-hmm. that, if he don't make it, if he, don't, if he misses one field goal in this game, they lose. Yep. Uh, you know, well, maybe yep. this because they could, they could that, that last, but that drive would have been had pressure at the end to put points up on the board, not just run the clock out. And with this offense, that's a lot of pressure to put on it. So, um, it, it, again, this was a true team win. This was great. I think the defensive game playing on the part of Mike Tomlin, this was playmakers stepping up on offense. Uh, both at quarterback, wide receiver, and running back. Najee Harris made some plays, important oh, plays in this game as, as well. Um, Connor Hayward stepping in at tight end and making one of the biggest plays of the, of, of the game. Um, and then again, Josh Jackson, Elijah. Guys, I was like, wait, that guy's on the team? I didn't realize that. <laughs> guys that, that literally just got I thought that was Charlie Batch out there. Right, right. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I made that joke twice today. I like it too. <laughs> but but, but in, in all reality, that's, that, that's what makes this a team win. And in the Buccaneers, they may be three and three, but they're not sad. That team has the number six defense in the NFL. They had they were mostly healthy on the defensive side of the ball. Tom Brady is obviously this is the first version of Tom Brady we've seen in, in you know in his career. But still, he's Tom Brady. He he knows where you're going, and you saw some of his passes be pinpoint accurate in this game. You still took out Tom Brady with a bunch of practice squad dudes in your secondary, mm-hmm. and you and you get these guys back. You fought to a position where yes, you're two and four, but you're a game back in the AFC North. And now you get to go on the road to a Miami team that's also struggling in the yeah. get back their their young quarterback. If and if you and if you put yourself in a position where you win that game, you're three and four. Yes, you face the daunting Philadelphia Eagles who look untouchable at this point. But you put yourself in a position where at worst you're three and five going into the bye week. And all those games, if you if you're able to maintain this offensive efficiency and you get your defensive playmakers back so that you can be a dominant defense, all those games in the second half of the season look very winnable. And I think that there's a really good chance that this Steelers team may be, if they can pull it off Monday night, I think their season is definitely back on to be serious contenders to make the playoffs and maybe even win the AFC North. Let's go. Yeah, not only much more favorable schedule down the stretch, but you get more of those games at home than you do on the road as well, too, which certainly always helps. Chris, we know you're busy. Last one here real quick before we let you go. We mostly not. We're going to kind of wait for the bigger picture to to speculate and and debate in that regard. But just for this week, just as it relates to Sunday night against Miami, is it as simple as if Kenny Pickett can't practice this week, you stitch with you stick with Mitch Trubisky? I, I think it's a mix of if he can practice, but also it, like you know how how does he look? And, and this is the these are the things that I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a neurologist. I don't know the the strength of this. But if I'm Mike Tomlin, if I'm if I'm you know, if, if I'm Omar Khan, if I'm, a, if I'm Mr. Rooney, I'm sitting there, I'm talking to him, like, what is, the st- what is the risk here? If this guy is in any risk of putting himself in danger by a hit that could severely damage his health, his career, anything like that, you rest him. This isn't about, you know, oh, can he, is he ready to play? It's about is he ready to protect himself? Is he ready to be healthy? You know, and in, in that instance, this is – I'd also say, you know what, Mike Tomlin, this is why – if he's like, this is why we paid to keep Mason Rudolph. This is why we paid to get Mitch Trubisky for that. If something happened to one of these quarterbacks, we would have two viable options to, to come in and, and play and, and, and make it so that they can be active while the injured guy is hurt. And that's why I said all offseason long, where everyone's like, trade Mason Rudolph, trade Mason Rudolph. This is why you get it. 
so that in case something happened to one guy, you had a secondary option for the, for, the, for the next guy to come up to say, you know what, if Mr. Trubisky, if he comes in and he's sticking up the joint, you got a veteran in Mason Rudolph to come through. And, you know, and if it was the other way around, if Mitch got hurt and Kenny was up and Kenny was having a terrible game, you'd have a, vet, a veteran on your team who you could say, you know, Mason, get in there, manage the situation, the defense is going to win this, but we need you to just not turn the ball over. That's where I think that they're at. There's no reason to rush Kenny Pickett back in this situation. He's got a long career ahead of him in the NFL, in my opinion. I think he's still going to be the franchise quarterback for this organization, and you don't need to risk that all for a Sunday night football game against the Dolphins <laughs> after his first concussion in the NFL. I also like your sentiment and your thought process with there. I do share similar thoughts as well. The last one I have for you is um, just if you could give a quick uh, – just your thoughts on what Matt Canada was able to do um, in this game. Obviously, we know it was very different when you're talking Kenny and Mitch out there, but just as a whole, what were your thoughts on Matt Canada's performance as a coordinator? I, I still say this. I think that, that people are missing the ball on what he is not doing well as a coordinator. I think that the, people just want to just say play call, play call, play call, play call. Like they, like that is because they think that's all the, the coordinator does. <laughs> I actually think the play call it's like Madden, you know that. You just call, just hit circle, hit X, all that good stuff, man. Right. It, it, exactly. People think that this, this stuff is easy. It's not. And But, again, I think that the play calls haven't been as much of the problem. I like a lot of the, there's a lot of route concepts that get guys open that people can easily look, look at and laugh about on the broadcast. When you look back on the All-22, man, this guy was open. That guy was mm-hmm. open. If they can get the ball here. And that's even happening with Kenny Pickett. That's not just Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. I think his biggest struggle – maybe working with these quarterbacks to get them to focus in on the right decisions on different plays, different concepts, and that maybe it's just a matter of communication and being, and being a person. Because, again, this is his second year in the NFL. He's been a college guy. He's, in his college career, he bounced around a lot. And I'm not trying to, to rip him for that. But it may be a deficiency in his skills as a coordinator to, to like, you know, be able to grip up the quarterback and be like, hey, my man, this is what you got to go on this play, on this time. And these are the reads that I'm giving you in this situation. And it, 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 it's not an easy job. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I want people to understand that like, I'm not like, – like, this, this is a real challenge that is tough to face. And it's a tough job, and that's why there's a lot of pressure in these jobs and why these guys make so much money. But, you know, this, I think that is his biggest challenge. It's not about the, the play calls. Because, like, whenever he's going to say that, I'm like, well, this guy was open over here. So if, you're, if your argument is that the play call was dumb – it got an open man for the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But the, the problem might be behind the scenes in a place where you can't really tell what's happening because we're not, one, we're not allowed to report on what we see at practice, but two, <laughs> we don't see what these guys say in a, in a meeting room. So, you know, I, I think that that it may be the problem, and it's showing more and more as these quarterbacks aren't seeing things. Now, I will say this, Mr. Trubisky, that was, the, that was a good version of an aggressive Mr. Trubisky that we did not see all of yeah. preseason and everything mm-hmm. else. So I think that that's totally fine. Um, I, I think that that's I, I think that that's good if you go to see from him. But I think Matt Canada's biggest struggle isn't going to be calling plays. I think his biggest struggle is going to be getting these guys to buy in, to understand, and to adapt to different situations. And if he can't do that, it don't matter what great play calls he's called. Like the, the Najee Harris touchdown was perfect. I thought it was a brilliant design. Yeah, mm-hmm. really was. Years. And there were uh, there were other plays like that that weren't taken advantage of that I thought they could have. But again, I think part of it is your job as a coordinator is to get those quarterbacks and those guys on the same page. It's one thing if if like if that was a highly paid quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger was, 
Absolutely. You know, that's on him. He's got he's, he's to make that adjustment. When you got Mitch Trubisky, a six-year journeyman guy who's bouncing around the NFL trying to prove his worth, and a rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett, you've got to be able to get to those guys. It's like, look, the, you've got to help lift these guys up. That's part of what your job is going to be as an, as an OC. And I feel like that might be the real struggle of Matt Canada, not necessarily, oh, nobody's getting open. <laughs> Great stuff, as always, from our buddy Chris Carter. He's here, he's there, he's everywhere. The Locked on Steelers podcast. Check him out there. The Post-Gazette, he's the chaplain of Kenny Nation. Kenny Nation! CC, right. we always appreciate you uh, taking the time here on a busy Monday. Thank you, partner. Thanks, fellas. There Stay he blessed. is. Kitty bless. Stop it, Kitty. <laughs> Kitty bless. There he is. Great stuff as always from our buddy Chris Carter. Absolutely. Now, Mozi, we got about three minutes left here. Rapid fire. Let's do you it. You want to run through some of these tweets real Come quick? On, man. Uh, first, though, Running breaking NFL. Breaking with NFL. My woes. With my woes. Breaking NFL news. All right, let's see it. Panthers just traded Robbie Anderson to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, it makes sense. Oh. And shout out to Steve Wilkes, man, former head coach. He does not go for any of that disrespect, uh, even if it wasn't directed to him and anyone towards his staff. Yeah, if you're not that caliber player where you've warranted that type of cachet to be able to speak to yeah. coaches like that, nah, ain't no place for you on the team, man. I completely yep. agree. Uh, there's you're gonna do that for most guys. There's not a place on the team for uh, you, absolutely. but if you you better be Antonio yeah. Brown if you're I, <laughs> if you're gonna look, do that. I'm all for guys being upset. I myself have been upset. I'm all for guys voicing their displeasure with coaches. I myself have voiced my pleasure my displeasure with coaches. You got to know who you are though. Yeah, it's, it's one, one thing, thing to do it in practice, and I've done mine in practice behind closed doors where I've gotten heated face to face with the coach, having to be pulled back and separated. So trust me, I'm speaking sure, from personal sure. experiences. But it was in the confines of the practice where work cameras there. If I'm doing that on a Sunday where millions of people are seeing that and the disrespect and with everything that goes into that, man, I'm not on that team anymore. So if you're Robbie Anderson, you got to understand that. And multiple times. It's Absolutely. not like he just got into yeah. one spat and then it was no. up. He kept going and back. And that was the other thing, coaches. too. I will say mine was just like a one time. That it built up to it, but it was just like one big incident. Whereas that, it's, it's like, like three or four times in the same game. going back. No. It's like, bro, learn your lesson. All yeah. right. You're not going to win this argument right here. Save it for the film room. Right, save it for the film room. Because both of y'all are in the heat of the moment. Y'all are both very passionate. You're both trying to do whatever it takes to win. But you're not going to be able to communicate in the way that y'all need to because clearly there's a disconnect in your relationship. And, you know, you just got to learn that. No doubt. Hopefully for Robbie, he'll no learn. Doubt. And for anybody else. Yeah. Hopefully they have learned as well. Sometimes you don't have to go through it. That's in between wisdom and experience. You don't have to experience Learn from somebody it. else's. Learn from somebody yeah. else's situation, man. The lit one, Rebecca, le, 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 le. says that's it. I'm picking the Steelers to lose out the rest of the season. Right. I'm right there with you. You know Hoorah. me. I was down for the cause. I picked them to lose, and we got that dub. So, hey, man. I think we all did. Sacrifices must be made. Steeler Nation 920 says Steve Stims looked like Antoine Randall L out there. That boy, nice. He was, though. He was cooking. He was definitely cooking. (laughs) Uh, Rod Dalla says Arthur Daredevil Mollette played his bleep off yesterday. He definitely did, man. Super impressive. (laughs) Frankie Z tweets us um, Guys, who'd have thought we'd be celebrating a victory Monday after playing Tom Brady? Be good to yourself. Steeler Nation, Kenny Nation, we all ride. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, me tweets us. Who? What they do, though? Uh, a couple quick hitters. Was yesterday day one of the Chase Claypool Redemption Tour, or was it just a one-and-done gig? It's a good hey, way to man, win I'm it. taking it one um, game at a time. I'm taking it one game at a time, but one let's hope it was day one. at a time, yes. Uh, hot beef or classic Reuben? Hot beef. I'm not a Reuben guy. I like both. 
I think I'm going with hot beef though yeah. as well too. And then number three, you guys seeing Black Adam. I eventually. am going to see it. Are yes. you going to see it in theaters? Um, I haven't decided because usually when I go to the theaters, I usually like to have my fan with me. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to want to see Black Adam. Like I'm hyped because I'm like, yo, I get bad rock. Mm-hmm. And like I've always wanted to see Bad Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm finally going to get one. Like mm-hmm. serious the whole time too. Not this like, right. oh, pairing with Kevin Hartless, Joey Joe. Like right. no, I want to see like <laughs> be mean, bro. Give me, give me one of them performances. Yeah. Give you know? me WWE yeah. heel, like, uh, Dwayne want, the Rock Johnson for for two and a half. I like, I want that version, yes. and that's what I'm going to get. So I'm super excited to see uh, that. I, I guess same here because it, it kind of reminds me of, like the first time he appeared in the Fast and the Furious franchise before he started doing some of the comic relief, and it was really just like, oh no, he's the big bad serious dude, scary. Like that's the ver- man. What's mm-hmm. the point of being six six with all those muscles? You want to be high high key Kim? I don't want to see that. Come on, man. I completely agree. Mark says, I missed the Here We Go song Friday before the Bills game because uh, I was out of a fire, uh, shut down my local cell tower. Last oh, Friday, I heard it, and we beat Brady. I'm 2-0 when I hear the song. I don't care how silly it is. Better hear it every Friday. Ain't no facts, man. <laughs> no doubt about that. You better be tuning in for the Here We Go song. And the Here We Go record is still really top-notch. Yeah, right. If we, if, we, if, we, if we count, you know, when we started at 11 and 0, we still got a lot of uh, positive cachet no built doubt. up with that song. No doubt. Uh, Jay tweets us, shout out Devin Bush breaking up a pass in the end zone against a wide receiver mm-hmm. <laughs> to secure the win. Uh, he's also says, I'm here to say it was no. was a good read by Devin too, man, because they definitely gave him yeah. some cheese in front of him, mm-hmm. some something to take his eyes off his work, but he was locked in, man. So definitely for that. Completely. Uh, Jay also says, no more Edmund slander. That man is an integral part of this defense. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Rudy says, my tradition has been wearing the same jersey and then changing it when the team loses. This week I was wearing a flag football jersey Mm. because we had a game ourselves at the same time. So guess that's what I'll be rocking next week. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh, Let's see here. A couple more. Steeler Talk tweets us and says, quarterback decision feel like it comes down to uh, you know, trying to hang in there and go 500 with Mitch or develop Kenny for the future, I would choose the latter. I can see that. I also don't know if it's quite that simple just yet. Let's give it a couple more week, uh, mm-hmm. maybe, or, or maybe just Miami this weekend and, and see what the case is. Um, but I, I can see why people would have that thought process of, you know, good or bad, whatever happens this season, you don't feel like a Super Bowl contender, so you might as well develop Kenny. I won't knock you for that, um, but I will also tell you that's not how the Steelers think and operate. They want to win every single game every single week. Uh, Let's see here. Steel City Champs tweets us and says, I know people in Steeler Nation are going to be ticked off when I say this, but let Mitch start Sunday night, sit Kenny for another week, and then go back to Kenny the following week against the Eagles. I think a lot of people are actually on that same wave. I think that's where Motsi and I are, at least for now. We get some updates to Kenny's status. Um, Annie tweets us and says, happy to have been wrong about this game. <laughs> we all were. No, seriously, We man. all were. Uh, she says, I root for the team colors, and whoever is wearing them, win or lose, we ride. That's what I like to hear. All right. Let's get it. Let's get it. Steeler rocker Jay in New Hampshire. What it do? Says it's nice to be wrong sometimes. I didn't see us winning. I've also been preaching against Met Canada, yet his play calling uh, uh, had some execution. Um, both can be some issues at times, but why the one-sided hate? 
There we go. And hey, we get it. Steelers hadn't won a game in a month. Yeah. You're, your fans, and, and you're allowed to be frustrated. Heck, yeah. Absolutely. But we also like it. You know, like like Jay said, it's nice to be wrong sometimes. Yeah. It is. It absolutely is. Uh, Jason tweets us and says, after four weeks of doom and gloom, feels like we have a ray of hope now. Glad to see Claypool get his groove back. Uh, Charles. Now, see, this is a good one as we start to wrap this up. Uh, wants to know, Maybe had, were we overcomplicating our defense up to this point? You know, Mike Tomlin said post game uh, we ran fewer formations and simplified things due to secondary inexperience. Are we maybe complicating things a little too much when the veterans are out there? No. Um, when you have veterans, you can do more with them. When you have the athletes on the field, you can take more chances in terms of doing more man-to-man stuff, which in turn would generate more opportunities for interceptions, right? Or being dominant and making offense look one-dimensional. We couldn't do that yesterday because of the personal groupings that we had. So we took the approach of make them snap the ball a lot of times, make them have to execute long drives, 10, 12, 13 play drives. And it's just a difference in philosophy. But we still saw where that type of approach, it does leave holes. And it's more so you're hoping that this offense will miss. And we say yesterday Brady missed on a couple of those throws, right? And we talked about that. We highlighted him and was like, yo, he didn't look as perfect as he's done in the past or as good as he's looked at times this season. But that's kind of the the game you play when you take that approach that we did yesterday. It's more of the slow bleed. It's a slow bleed. Yeah. Don't make a mistake. If they make a mistake, we're going to capitalize on it. Whereas when we're healthy, we play the game. If we're dictating, we're going to take the ball. We're going to force you into an error. Right. We're going to heat you up with this pass rush, and we're going to make you throw it in the man coverage where we get a chance to get some big-time plays. So that's the difference in terms of why you call certain plays with the starting group that we have versus why yesterday's defense was more vanilla, but we tackled extremely well. And that's the other thing. If you're going to play this approach, you can't blow coverages, you can't have penalties, and you cannot miss tackles. Like I said, it's a slow bleed. It's a make them out-execute you mm-hmm. because we don't feel like we can out-athlete them. But you can win that way. It's just, like I said, it's hard to do because you can't have PIs. You can't have rough in the passers. You can't give up explosive plays. But what's the likelihood of those type of guys that were out there yesterday being able to do that for four quarters each and every week? That's the game you play with that because some quarterbacks going to be more like Josh where they're not missing on, you know, some of the routine stuff. And like I said, for Brady, it still played well. But yeah. you could see the moments where it was like, yo, that's a throw that he typically but would not make. not God in, level right. like he's normally at. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like yeah. that's a throw that he typically would make that would make this defense be a little bit more head-scratching, a little bit more frustrating. Not saying that he wasn't capable of it. The throw that he made to, uh, I think it was Cameron Brake before he got hurt on Robert Spillane yes. on his like, third down, middle of the field. Great ball. It's like, bro, Spillane is in excellent position running the Tampa 2 defense. The safety is on top. He puts that throw where literally only one man can get it. Yeah, that was a great ball. Yeah. That was vintage Tom Brady. But yeah. it's like he didn't do that enough. But Correct. That was Particularly the appro- in the first half. But that was yeah. the approach that we took. It was like, yo, you're going to have to make those type of throws consistently to beat us. We're not going to put these guys in terms of the secondary in positions where it's just, hey, can my guy match it with your guy one-on-one? Because we knew on paper that wasn't going to be the best way to be successful. So that's why I don't think we should stick with this when we get back healthy because – you limit what we're able to do because personnel-wise, we have guys that can actually go get the ball mm-hmm. versus having to play a little bit more safer. Hey, man, just give them this, and we're going right. to protect this. Slowly, right. slowly, slowly. Right. Like, we won't have to take that apart. No, we're way better than that. 
but it worked for this context. And that's why you, t- you tip your cap to Terrell Austin. Yeah. Because you say, hey, man, for him to understand that context, 100%. understand the difference in personnel, that's what you have to do sometimes. Let's do it again on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, last words here. DJ the Sparky says, Joby, dog. Highsmith. Dog. Hayward. Let's go. Dog. Let's go. Katie says, Victory Monday, Terrell Edmonds appreciation post. Oh, yeah. Ain't no doubt about that. Last one. Best tweet of the day goes to DHEV, the Photoshop extraordinaire. It's all Timmy. He says, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed Steeler Nation didn't tear down the goalposts and throw them in the river. <laughs> Rocky top, Bruh. you'll always be home sweet home to me. What song is that? I'm assuming that's what they sing down there. The Vols, yeah. Oh, I was about to say, well, I've never heard that song. You never heard Rocky Top before? Why would I hear that song? I, I don't know. You a football fan, college football guy? I'm, I'll tell you what. Well, I'm supposed to watch it I'm after the tell- game is over? Next time we talk to Cam Sutton at OTAs or training camp, uh-huh. I'm going to tell him Motsi didn't know what Rocky Top was. I saw the game. What's more important? Do I want to know the song or know the game? That's all. That's like a person be like, man, I, I know all the words to Old Country Road, but I ain't never watched the game, though. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, man, get your priorities straight. That's all I'm saying. My priorities are where they need to I'm be. I'm going to make a joke here that huh? that that, huh? that maybe 10% of our listeners will laugh at. We're going to get it. That's all that matters. I mean, Rocky Top is just a song about Western Virginia anyways. Ooh. So, mm, that, everybody says, always, yeah. Country Roads is actually yeah. about Western Virginia, not yeah. West. What Western? Rock, yeah. I heard Rocky Top's just about Western Virginia. It's not Western. even about Tennessee. You know Western? Western Virginia. <laughs> Big shout out to everybody Silly, on the tweets today. It was a blast. It, we all needed it. Let's, Let's enjoy go, it. We'll man. start to turn the page a little bit later in the week, but we'll enjoy this yeah. for now. No show tomorrow. Mike Tomlin press conference at noon. We'll get some injury updates and all the like there as well. Thanks to Chris Carter for joining us. And as always, a big shout out to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan Motes the third. Who me? Take care, everybody. Take care now. Bye bye then. I was about to say, can, can I get a little Jim Carrey? <laughs> you can get a little Jim Carrey, and you could get a little Johnny Chase. Victory! <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. And we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday, high noon on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.